0: ¿Qué pasa, campeones? And welcome to the Churros y Tácticas Podcast. My R's are almost failing on me. We're here on this beautiful Monday, December 20th. It's the last one before the holiday season kicks off. And what better way to get this last podcast in than with a massive, massive weekend in La Liga Santander. We had some big one, folks. We had Rayo, who just continues winning, move their way up into, uh, what is it, fourth in the league standings. We had big games for Athletic and uh, uh, against a much-needed team and desperate need points in Villarreal. That was a great game that Sevilla, of course, taking one step closer to being contenders, title contenders, the only one keeping pace with Real Madrid by beating Atletico 2-1. to one. And finally, of course, Atletic and Atletic Club, that is, and Betis as well duking it out. Atletic having to make a comeback, 3-2, to two, winning their game. But, ladies and gentlemen... With the permission of Getafe getting that late winner against Los Asuna, allowing them to leapfrog their way out of the relegation zone. And with the permission of Cardiff, who walks away with a point from the dreaded Bernabeu, snatching a few points away from the league leaders. It's the Gabi show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not beat around the bush any longer. Welcome to the Gabi <laughs> show. <laughs> Marse, much three points, and they come now again, mighty Elche. Oh, Elche, <laughs> who did make life very difficult for us, indeed. Oh, how many bees no did victory. you roll there? maybe. How many V's? There's no victory, Kian. Easy victories in Cambarsa these days, Kian. Not even against Elche, but we did it. We got the three points in. <clears throat> Congratulations. And, excuse me. <clears throat> wow. Well, my throat. You okay? Mm.
1: All right. Well. Yes. Getting a little all right. choked well, up. Well, you catch. You catch your breath, and I will uh just let all of our listeners know that today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. <coughs> so all of the juicy talking points that Diego just mentioned—four to five massive games that had huge implications in the title standings. that title race, maybe not so much, but certainly in the jostle for top four, top five, top seven. And it's all brought to you by Manscaped. Use code CHURROS upon checkout. C-H-U-R-R-O-S. Look, the holidays are coming up. Diego has two children. I have two children. <laughs> that's four churrito niños who need food on the table. So if you want to support us, you want to help us get a little bit, some more cash. Um, because for sure, we're not getting really, we're not making a living off of churros. That's for sure. Um, this so this sales page of... <laughs> You like it? It's the guilt
0: you know, trip. I, it's the guilt trip. I, 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 it's when it's, you bring it's our your, kids. It's the guilt drinking. trip. Ta- you always do that. You bring, use that tactic. Is that an Iranian thing? Is that an Iranian uh, tactic to kind of throw your kids in front in the mix and be like, hey?
1: I think it's less an Iranian thing and more of a, just a greasy person thing who's crying like <laughs> a victim. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you do you think Gabi has. Hair on his pubes, like does he have hair on his balls yet? (laughs) To the the manscape, to use an old, to borrow one from the great Alfredo Di Stefano, have his balls dropped yet? I would say yes, given what we saw against Elche.
0: I think that's a fair point. I think yes, he. Mind you, he's just seventeen years old. At seventeen. I was pretty puby, I think. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. I was a, I started breaking hair pretty early. I remember amongst my friends, I was one of the early birds, let's say. But Gabby looks like, look, he, if he hasn't, he's definitely grown his first pubes now. My goodness. For all those doubters, no doubt no longer. Doubt no longer. This kid is the deal. deal. Uh, it's such a pleasure to see him watch, Kian, even as a, a, a Madridista you being the connoisseur and aficionado of the game of football, I know you appreciate game when you get smacked around the face with it, and in Gavi, we have a really really uh very thin player indeed who continues to press shine mind seventeen years old uh taking the team on his shoulders and uh pulling moves that remind us of the legends that have been before him uh. I, can make, I, I, I I genuinely can I
1: love it. I'll I'll tell you that. I genuinely love what I see from him. I love his positioning between the lines. I love his vertical passing. I love the way he escapes pressure. I love his silky touch. I love how smooth he is on the ball. Um, Gorgeous goal. Obviously, he can score goals. I, I think like from... First goal. First goal. First goal. If you were to build a young Barcelona protege to fit what you guys love in terms of what you want to see stylistically, he's... So far, and he's seventeen, look there's gonna be ups and downs, there's gonna be growing pains, you know, I'm sure there's gonna be moments I don't think you know like Frankie got booed on the weekend, and I don't yeah, <laughs> so like <laughs> you know no matter how it's great another. you are as a young player that's not you're not necessarily immune to it, but um but from what I see so far, I'm really impressed i really like I really liked what I saw against Elche, and obviously this is a team that you know is just decimated on all fronts they're struggling the morale is low they're missing players um and and there's it's not the young guns much, right now yeah it's the young guns carrying the team and, and i and i think that's that's probably part of the the silver lining in in all this is that you know all of a sudden you have these really good players you can potentially build around so it's congrats man hey look i uh you know I don't think the performance in Barcelona as a whole was something that you're necessarily going to applaud and cheer about. But there are things within the game that you can be happy about. Um, on one hand, you had the Gabi show. On the other hand, it's like what I have. I have a lot to say about like Ter Stegen and Eric Garcia and these guys. But of course, you know, it's um. Mm. But so that is kind of like the yin and the yang of Barcelona right now. There's there's good young players. Rising, and there are just some other things that like make you scratch your head. And Ter Stegen has been like that for for a while now. So, what what were your thoughts? Like when it was two two, did you feel uneasy? Like how, how were you how are you living through that game?
0: Yeah, absolutely, very uneasy. <clears throat> and uh, I'm very curious to hear your take indeed because I was very impressed. Uh, I liked what I saw from this team, obviously in the opening half and the first sure. 45 minutes yeah. in particular. And um, you know, the goals just were basically a, a, a testament of things that were being done very, very well. G- uh, Ch- uh, Gavion, Chavi rather, um, in the pre-match uh, comments, po- a pre-match press conference, talked about how surprised he was that some of these players uh, don't understand basic positioning on the field. Um, basic positioning or that, that they get taught from a very young age at the Masia ranks already. So, uh, and not all. Obviously, players from outside uh, that have come in uh, or to, straight to the first team, let's say, um, you would have at least thought that they would have had a basic idea of that similar sort of spacing and positioning that maybe uh, you get taught in an Ajax. Uh, we have several players with Ajax backgrounds. Um, and we don't know ne- neither who, of course, he's referring to, but we can all draw our own conclusions based on a statement that he reiterated several times. So it's a point that he's trying to bring home. And clearly the, the young guns right now understand what Chavi wants from them and uh, others don't. And, you know, the, the, the public express their uh, opinions, uh, you know, towards uh, some of these players at this point in time. Um I think a lot of these players know that they can do better as well and um and should demand and and i know will also demand better from them and 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 it's quite you know what what stood out to me is how Chabi su- reiterated how surprised he was right so you wonder if why these players are not understanding basic uh, uh Positioning strategical plays that Xavi is trying to basically have this team, uh, execute. And you wonder if it's because of the bad habits that they, that have grown onto them, uh, in these years that they've been with Barca, these past three, four, five years that they've been with Barca, where maybe other managers have been exactly that just subpar and not. Uh, drawn or not, um, say, loyal or faithful to the idea that you talked about before as well about Barca playing a very sp- uh, particular and specific style of football, right? not training that more in the ground. So um, I- I'm digressing here a little bit, Kian. I'm probably no, going I off actually, topic. I, look, but, I, uh, think,
1: I think Xavi's press conference was definitely something I wanted to bring up today too because, um, hmm. believe it or not, today for the first time, Chavi's quotes made it to the managing manager website because uh oh. he talked about real madrid as well so we you know that was thrown in there he All talked right. about the, the gap in, in points he talked about the Casemiro controversial challenge yesterday i only got a yellow card etc um but uh very diplomatic by the way very has he has not yet raised our blood pressure he, <laughs> it's, he Chab, he's a good guy yeah, i don't know why you
0: guys uh nah, a good guy.
1: it's 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 inevitable. It says something. Some. some Listen.
0: Truths have to be spoken, and sometimes it hurts. And Madridistas, no, getting, I can say this from there experience, there. are a sensitive type. So it's it's easy to to press your nerves. Anyway. i are
1: not going there right now. Listen. <laughs> um, I, so I'd be curious, like to the point of like he is surprised that some of these young players maybe don't understand. I don't, did he specify? No, no. young I don't think players? he's referring
0: to young players. Oh,
1: okay. So do you think he was referring to the players who were, let's say, quote unquote, outside of those Ajax Barca youth teams? Possibly. Okay. I, 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 I
0: think maybe he's more referring to the ones coming from an Ajax. Okay. And, and these are based on my own. You know, we're, we're, we're left to draw conclusions on our own. I think he's, referring to probably a very specific, uh, select group of players that are playing subpar at the moment and should know better and should understand, I guess, what is, what Xavi is trying to get from them. I don't think he's referring to the young players because the young have been excellent from Nico to Judgla now as well, scoring goals to Abde to obviously Gavi. As well, and what is still to come from Pedri? Uh, we know that they are right now carrying the team. Pedri, of course, not included. He's injured. I understand, but we have that when he comes back have an immediate impact. Um, and I think he's he's calling out a very specific group of, of, of players that should probably know better and maybe have fallen, um, yeah, that's why I'm trying, I'm trying to understand. Does it come from the coaches? Is it because Kumon didn't practice? Is it because, uh, well, Kike Setien spent the time that he did, but Valverde was, was, has just been absent from the first team trainings where even players, um, you know, that are fit this kind of mold and are used to playing that specific, call it Barca, call it, uh, 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 you know, Ajax, uh, DNA, whatever it might be, that should know. You know that the players on Netenhaj will understand what Xavi would be trying to get of them and vice versa. When we talk about certain coaches fitting certain clubs and maybe systems better, that's what we refer to, right? So I say too much. I say I said too much. This is a Monday pod and I'm, um, I don't want to get, you know, in over it's my head on thing. this topic. It means, uh, it
1: means uh, you're passionate about the subject. Um, I'd be curious, like, if let's say if if i had like if i was like a manchester city beat writer for example one of the questions i'd like to ask pep is like hey look Chavi said um he is surprised that a lot of players or some players maybe don't understand some of the positional things that he wants to implement right what was your experience when you came in did you mm. like how, how how much of the squad did you feel weren't on the same page and you were surprised that they couldn't figure out right away too? I, I just wonder. I, I'm curious to know like what would there be a discrepancy in those numbers? Is it, it was kind of was it similar to when Pep arrived? I'm just curious about like the task ahead. That's all. Um, but one of the th- interesting things that that Chavi said today was he was talking about Frankie's role and he and he said look Frankie. I took him off because he was going up the field too much. And Frankie is not meant to do like kind of like go back and forth as a box to box midfielder. I'm paraphrasing, but he did say that Frankie is at his best when he's playing deeper and making plays from a deep position. And I kind of wonder like, and I was looking at kind of just trying to put it together in my head. You guys play Sevilla tomorrow in a massive, massive game, um, and I'm just trying to, like, what will Chavi do with the lineup? Because you know there are some of the lineup struggles will be there tomorrow as well and who will start in midfield like Busquets will yes for sure Gabby will yes for sure the third one is like will it be Frankie again because I think it yeah. it, it probably makes more sense to put Nico in there at this point point. and I wonder yeah. if Frankie if Chabi sees Frankie he'll see start seeing Frankie more of like the Busquets sub the guy who maybe will mm-hmm. displace Busquets long-term and for now just be his backup if if that'll if, does that make sense to you I, I don't know I'm just again I'm just kind of 100%. speaking out loud right now
0: but Frankie's played that position uh, in, in a pivot role with the Dutch national team in Ajax as well he played deeper than he did mm-hmm. um, you know than, than than he does now at Barca so excuse me I should, one of the what, is a burp coming up no it's not okay uh, no it is it's, <laughs> sorry <Churros>. um <laughs> and 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 I think that coaches in the past have also complained that um, you know at Barça he's not well that he's playing out of position basically. I think that I've always had faith that uh, Frankie could adjust to more offensive uh, um, playmaking role. Even if he drops in a little bit deeper, but still has a more offensive uh, focal point, let's say, in intention. Because he, he can score goals as well. He actually can score goals. Um, uh, but, we're, we're you know, maybe it would not be a bad idea at this moment in time for Xavi to actually keep him on the bench uh, so that he has some perspective and even assign him to a role as specific and maybe as he is used to from his previous uh, positions with his other teams to play as a Busquets substitute, which Busquets is going to need to come off. But, you know, Busquets, I think you can only, ideally, I think you would use him 60%, maybe 70. It depends. I mean, uh, uh, if you get Busquets, uh, you know, the way he plays for the Spanish national side or you know, that level busquets, a hundred percent busquets. It's, it's, <laughs> you can't get anybody better, especially for what Xavi is looking for. And that's style that he wants to play. Um, but given his age, given this kind of inconsistency as well, at some points, you know, it's not always prime busquets that you get. Have him play 67%. Now, is Frankie enough to play him just at 40, 30%? You know, Xavi is going to have massive pressure on hanging on him to leave a 75 million euro player on the bench. And just use him 30-40% of his time. Obviously, he needs to be used. Now, here the question comes, you know, well, where is the priority now? Is it um, at this moment in time? I think you want to give way to the players that do understand what Xavi wants from them. That's why I'm saying that when Pedri comes back, I have no doubt that he's going to be slotted into that starting eleven, And we'll probably see a better Pedri than we've seen um in a long time with Barca in particular, right? I'm not talking about what Lucho gets out of Pedri, but, um and that's a very high standard Pedri that needs to be in the starting 11. So you have Pedri, you have Busquets, and you can't take off Gabi. Are you going to play with a midfielder four? You can, you can, three in the back, of course. We've seen that already. We saw it last game, right? Longley, Garcia, and, and Araujo, Uh Playing in the mid, but but you know, so you're gonna play a three four three. You try to squeeze Frankie in there. You play with three in the back and three up front will be Ansu, Memphis, and Dembele. Listen, uh, on paper it's not bad. Huh? It's not bad, but I think it all depends. Are you doing just justice to Nico as you mentioned as well? And then Nico, and again, this is the the crazy thing, uh, Kian. And I'll finish just saying this: you're talking about Barca. The first team, Barca's team, the Barca A team is being led right now by the B team. You have Gabi, officially a B team player. Nico, officially a big team, uh, B team player. Abde, Jutgla, same deal. You have Ilias, you know, um, but let's just leave it at those guys, right? Okay. Those are B team players, man. And Gabi is actually really liking and getting more out of them than you know some of the first team players
1: so i mean t- this leads into a bigger discussion hmm. uh, here let me ask you this question i already have i already know how i feel about this but i'm just wondering like what your perspective would be let's say t- tomorrow's game the, p- the roles are flipped and Barcelona are at the top of the table, and Real Madrid are 16 points behind, and Real Madrid plays Sevilla tomorrow, who are direct rivals to you. Would you look at that game and think to yourself, I kind of need Real Madrid to win that game because Real Obviously. Madrid are not our direct rivals, or would you say, Real Madrid I don't give a fuck, I just want them to to lose? Oh no, no, no. no. No, to be honest. Well, be honest, I mean, look, honest. if they
0: lose, I get a little pleasure. No, no. losing, Watching Real Madrid lose is always pleasurable, always satisfying. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. However, given the context, <clears throat> you want Barça to win, obviously. And I would want Real Madrid to win because I'm not stupid. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, let me look. Know if it...
1: Okay. I, m- my feeling is, and I've thought about this. Believe it or not, I think about this stuff a lot. <laughs> The go to bed I'm probably I'm like that meme you know like the meme where like the wife is in bed with the with the husband and she's like he's probably thinking about other <laughs> girls and then you like you go to my brain and it's like what would what would Barcelona fans think would they want Real Madrid to beat Sevilla or they would they want Sevilla to win in that situation so I, think I thought That's a lot funny. about this last night when I was falling asleep um, I still That's want hilarious. I want Sevilla to win because I think Barca are going to, to get better. They're only so first of all, like mm. if I would love Barca to miss out on Europe. That's one thing. The other oh, thing is You
0: you're a cruel motherfucker, man. A very you're evil cruel. man. Very on very Europe even. Not you don't even grant us the Europa League.
1: Sure, get in, okay, get into Europa, fine. But thanks, for sure thanks. out of the Champions League zone. And I actually looking at it, they're only three points back now. And I just don't Yeah I know. Forgive me for saying this, Sevilla fans. I just don't trust you to be neck and neck for the title <laughs> race by the time like the screen yeah. time rolls around. Yeah. But I actually feel yeah. like Barca will climb their way out of it. And I say that because I don't, again, all due respect to the amazing work that Rayo Vallecano have done. And Real Betis. Fantastic. Both of those teams Betty, fantastic. Real Sociedad have already fallen off a cliff. I don't remember the last time they won it. It yeah. hasn't been in the past five games. Atletico are free falling against Villarreal. Um I just and, and Barca have go. Pedri and Ansu coming back soon too, League. and that's gotta yes, that's gotta be factored in. That's gotta be factored in. It's gotta into
0: be this. worth something. Yeah, no, I don't.
1: I don't. I'm not saying Barca will make up 16 points.
0: We're gonna we're coming for you. We're gonna get you.
1: I, I also don't, like, if Sevilla win tomorrow, I'm not going to be that upset about it. That's all I'm
0: saying. I'm happy. Hey, this sounds good. This is positive. I'll take this as a positive and as a compliment. Yeah, you still fear you us. Enough. You fear you fear Barca breathing down your neck. Yeah. Even, though, even at a 16, 18 point gap, <laughs> you still... <sighs> 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 Before right, going cool. to sleep. you <sighs> that? Well if you remember, <laughs> you have a nightmare all of a sudden you fast forward a few months, it's May, and all of a sudden it's a two point gap on a last match day. I don't know who you're facing. And we actually in with a shot to win the title. Hey, we've seen it happen on uh, two thousand two, two thousand three season, folks. Go look it up. Go or there's a, sorry, two thousand three four season. Well, First year of Dino at at where how big was the gap at um in the christmas i'm going to look this up how big was the gap 2003
1: I don't know. You're going. There's too many things to remember in football. I will. I listen. I will, no, no,
0: no, no, no. But I'm going to look it up when okay. when you're talking. I'm not going to be rude and, and like start fucking typing away while we're uh, okay. guests. Yeah.
1: But listen. But, I, um, I was going to say if
0: 2003. You remember, no wait, Hold on. Hold on. Okay, Let me okay. just finish this. Then right. you jump in. I thought 2003,
1: you 2003 want,
0: 2004 I thought you season. Wanted me to talk and you were going to look it up. I was. I oh,
1: sorry. No, I no, was
0: just going to say. say I'm sorry. We were. The gap was. I, I think 16 points. Quote me on that. Um, or I'll, I'll double check Double fact check At the end On the last match day After Davids comes in Okay David, We get Davids We acquire Davids In the winter transfer market Till the very last match day We're in with a shot To win La Liga Or it might be two ma- or Until two match days Okay I'm gonna look it up But we O sea Remontamos 16 puntos We did like a 16 point comeback And uh, in the end uh, Yeah we missed out obviously
1: did we, was, did we win the league title that season? I'm
0: going to say no. Um,
1: this is the 0-2, 3 ba- season?
0: But ba- this is Valencia, right? Valencia wins the league. Oh, okay. Did, did okay. they win? Right?
1: I, I'll tell you. No, Real Madrid won. They Real Sociedad oh, yeah. came second that season. I think that was the Xavi Alonso year. Mm.
0: Um. Okay
1: would that oh why did yeah, I say
0: Val- Valencia hasn't won a league title in, a, in, in, in forever I mean uh, why, why did I say that
1: didn't yeah. they what and remember was it this season where yeah I was with like,
0: Benitez Benitez, they, they, they won back-to-back league titles that was, was did that you season say O2, right oh three no no oh three four
1: oh oh three4 okay gotcha okay. yes um remember when was it this season when you when I was like I don't trust Valencia I can I just still I yeah. feel like I'm vindicated like they've won a couple games in a row now but they they definitely were never going to sustain what they achieved at the beginning um the example I was going to bring forth was the season where Zidane came in halfway season and we were 11 points behind you it, wasn't <laughs> half, it was past halfway right. mark it was in January or something yeah. right and we, yeah, yeah. we I think yeah. we cut it to one by the end of it um so look, we've mm. seen we've seen comebacks. I'm not I'm not saying you guys are going to make 16 points, but I'm not saying it's impossible that you know, you guys will be closer to us than Sevilla will be in March, April. That's all I'm saying. Um I just FYI, we, a heck have, of... we have mm. a couple of Patreon questions, so just make sure to remind me please before the podcast ends that we have to talk about that. Do you want to talk about Real madrid or Atlético-Sevilla? Like, which way do you want to go here? How do you want
0: to... Let's talk about... Yeah, let's transition. Uh, I I would say let's talk about Atlético-Sevilla, seeing as that was the real juggernaut and had the biggest impact on the the league as well because it, of course, left Atlético at the Champions League spot. And... Whereas Sevilla makes a jump closer to um, or keeping pace with you guys, right? So uh, that's why I would have expected you to still. I mean, I get what you're saying with Sevilla not keeping up the pace because that's what we are used to from them, right? Um, mm-hmm. However, I would imagine the more space, the bigger the gap you can increase right now with your closest contender uh, because Sevilla is looking, quite frankly, I mean, good for now. Look, and they don't forget. That they've been building. I mean, this has been a project in the making since Lopetegi arrived there, which is how long now? Is that this is the third season, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Sevilla are are gonna, if they have a chance, if they have a chance, this is it. Listen, I'll, I'll just say this more than any other year and i know that we've said this in the past but atletico's been the one now that atletico's also dropped off if there's any season where sevilla would have have real title title hopes it has to be this season because despite the fact that real madrid is very solid and continues to you know march forward even though of course a setback against galti no points but it's a point i mean sorry uh, no 3 points but it's a point nonetheless sevilla being the only ones keeping pace um with Madrid, of course, also having their focus in the Champions League, the games against PSG, etc., they at least need to be have with the objective of say come April a. We have to be in there with it. We need to be there with you know a handful of points or like three points, as little points as possible to at least hope for a step up of Madrid and be able to capitalize on something what we weren't able to capitalize on a few se- or uh, was it last season? Right, last season when we were you know we had a, a say a, a four course race title where Sevilla was also still in there with a chance to win. like they want to be one level up, better in a better position come. Time to potentially uh, win La Liga, at least contend for it until the very last match day, and 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 I genuinely think that Lopetegui has been working with this team, and 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 I credit him as a coach and the players as well to be talented and skillful enough to at least be able to accomplish that. You know, uh, I know that the f- narrative usually is Sevilla just can't keep the pace. Uh, well, maybe this is the year where they can, you know, maybe this is the year, maybe this is the year, at least that's how they see it. That's how if I'm Lopetegui, I'm, 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 you know, uh, stuffing this message down their throat to make them believe that this is our year. This is the year where we, you know, are going to compete until the very last match. They, we are going to make Madrid stumble and fumble, and we're going to snatch it and run away with the league title. Because I, you know, if they don't capitalize it on it this year, then 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 just forget about it. Because it is going to be Barca, Real Madrid, you know, very soon. Once the the Mbappe's and the Hollands come, one to Bar, one to Madrid. I
1: like it. I like the I like the Sevilla optimism, and I would like to believe that that's true. And I, you know, like you bring up a good point. We've always said like we need Sevilla to stop being this team that changes twenty two players every every season. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but like. They do wholesale changes. They're still very good, and it's very impressive But they sustain it. But like, we would love to see just Sevilla go into this mode for a few years where they keep building on top of what they're getting. And Lopetegui's done an amazing job of that. And you look at this summer, they didn't like they didn't have a, an exodus. I mean, they lost Brian Hill, which was a disaster for all parties involved. A disaster for Brian Hill, Sevilla, who could have... Really, How's he doing? Not good. I mean, he's not playing. Not good. He's just he's barely... He's not yeah. playing. Um. So, anyways, but like you know, they brought in Rafa Mir. They brought in Delaney, who had you know a good game on the weekend. So Lamela, obviously on a free. So I think maybe this is the year, and they held on to Kunde. Addition by subtraction, getting rid of Luke Tipton. <laughs> Uh, hey, he does not. Like something is something. Is just a little bit better. So yeah, look, I I I like I like the take. I like I would like to think that you're correct. Um, and certainly, if you have a Rakitic that is, is as
0: consistent years. as he is, sorry, I'm interrupt.
1: No, Rakitic was what a goal, crazy goal. A goal.
0: I mean, it's insane, and 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 if you have these kind of players, just you know, have a a very consistent, let's say, output, because that's what it prizes in the end, Liga, right? It's consistency. Some people don't place importance or value to it; others do, such as coaches uh, as you like, Zidane and Pep. It's the most important competition. If these players, if Lopetegui can get this kind of consistency from their players in a year where Barca is out of the race, fifth, dropped out of the Champions League. Uh, your closest competitor is is uh, Rayo. They've got to take this opportunity and like I said, despite M- Madrid's consistency and ability to continue to pick up points, you know it's not the best Madrid that we've seen neither so so uh, it it's a weakened Real Madrid from that perspective uh, where they need to see that as something that they can you know capitalize on and benefit from.
1: Agree. I mean, the, the amount of parity now from like one to seven is is really refreshing. I know we always talk about, you know, quote unquote, weaker league, which it is, let's be honest, compared to the La Glory days where we were dominating Europe and dominating the Europa League and the Champions League and all that. But it, the parity is there. And it, so it's it's, it's also entertain, more entertaining in that in some sense. Um,
0: so did you enjoy this game? It was a good game. I, it was I, I, quite frankly, the I really did enjoy. Great. I mean, yeah.
1: just by looking at it on TV, when Ocampos, uh was it Ocampos? Yeah, Ocampos scored yeah. at the end. The atmosphere, uh, the adrenaline, beautiful stuff. I mean, it's it's peak La Liga football when it got to that stage, and yeah. we also had a lot of drama, a lot of storylines. And with
0: Atletico still being able to, you know, Joao Felix pulling out some fucking miracle, like amazing shot as well. Still able to almost get the equalizer in the very end. This this happened against
1: Real Madrid too, where they benched Joao Felix and then brought him in the second half. And immediately he did so much more than anyone else at Atletico was doing in the first half. Like, look, Atletico had some... I think Joao Felix is a starter. Like, he's too good to be kind of in and out of the team. That's my opinion. When you look at... They had some bad luck, too. Llorente going off injured in the first half. Trippier all, all of a sudden had a harder job on that yeah. right flank. Then you had... I don't understand why Luis Suarez is starting at, at, at this stage. Cunha needs to be there over him. And then Suarez has the audacity to put in a shit performance and then yell at Simeone so when he comes off. Who so By the way, who, so wins in a, who wins in a fight? Simeone or, or Suarez?
0: Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. I don't know. I'm not betting against either. I'm not betting against Cholo. I'm not betting, but you can't I, bet against I think, Suarez. I
1: think I my money's on Cholo for that one.
0: I think so, right? Yeah, I feel like he just goes straight for the gonads. Well, you go <laughs> straight for the old boss.
1: Suarez is a lot of bark. But we'll have <laughs> they're not like go. Grrr.
0: Yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah. say
1: Suarez's bark, not bite, but we all know that would be a terrible opinion given the fact <laughs> that he is literally bite. But uh, I just feel like Cholo would have more. Susten- su- uh, substance like, <laughs> substance Yeah, we'll go with substance yeah. I just feel like he would come more like ready to murder
0: ready I feel like Suarez would, fangs, would kind of shy away from knife one, between like, the teeth. You know,
1: So Simeone would pull out knives and stuff like that um, yeah 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 he
0: would just go berserk yeah 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 Like straight for the gonads and not let go yeah yeah
1: maybe even just he would cut the gonads off I wouldn't put it past them to to go really really like
0: I mean let's be honest the fight would be fucking over in three seconds and Cholo would walk away, with, walk away with his balls and manscape them
1: Cholo would have Suarez's balls in one hand and his head in the other hand
0: <laughs> exactly give it to us so uh, what else a lot of uh, more action a <laughs> hey, big game between <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna Pagina. I'm going to turn the page and uh, okay, the move page. over to the Athletic Betis. I don't know if you got a chance to see this. Uh, is definitely worth watching the highlights if you didn't. Uh, it was a very entertaining match where uh, Atletic uh, did get the upper hand. Uh, again, a great Betis and a great Athletic with the fans – both sets of fans are fantastic because, I mean, these are just historic clubs. These are the kind of teams that I want to see perform this kind of football consistently. And they have to be always up there, you know, in the upper half competing for European football. And and quite frankly, what we've seen uh, from Betis so far this season has been uh, just really, really good um, and enjoyable to watch. Uh, Atletic uh, is, what is it now? Uh, actually, two, oh, three points behind us now. I thought they were a little bit up. But you look at that upper half of uh the league standings at this point, Kian, You got Español in 10th, Atletic in 9th, Valencia in 8th, Barcelona in 7th, Real Sociedad in 6th, Atletico in 5th, Rayo 4th, Betis 3rd, Sevilla 2nd, Real Madrid 1st. That's like when you when you go you say top 10 classic La Liga teams, or, 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 or you know, list. Give, give me a list of 10 La Liga teams, you know, uh, that would be the list of classic La Liga teams that you would list off, with maybe the exception of of Rayo. I mean, for me, Rayo Vallecano, make no mistake, and this is no offense to the fans, is un Clasico de La Liga. In fact, the first time that I was, uh, and I wanted to to check this out before the show, because this is not the first time that we see a Rayo. Competing in that upper half, or even, sorry, in the European spots of La Liga in the first half of the season. Um, and it was the first season that they were promoted. And I'm, I'm going back to th- the 98 season um, when, you know, th- this team from Madrid, it was like the third, fourth team from Madrid at the time that I got to know where that, that looked like they were wearing jer- or, you know, shirts from uh, River Plate, uh, and that were just competing, you know they were there in, in the second and third for the first half of the season in their the early promoted years a very similar occurrence to what they have now, so anyway, my point being is i 'm taking nothing away from them, but maybe like a via obviously should be maybe included in that top ten. Uh, but it's just, uh, from from a competition, from a competitive standpoint, I think it's it's an interesting league, uh, despite the big gap that uh, Real Madrid, of course, has opened up uh, with his competitors. Uh, aside from that, it's, we're, we're just seeing some good football, uh, Kian. We're just seeing a some lot, good football. Just
1: a lot of fun stories. A lot of fun stories. Yeah, you fun stories. At- Athletic, if they can if just ever get someone who can put the ball in the back of the net consistently. I mean, we finally saw Inaki score on the weekend. but. And they, they beat a Betis team with, and they're playing without Unai Simon and Inigo Martinez, who have COVID. Uh, but they beat a Betis team who are flying, and so you get like all these like yeah. cool stories and the and the Rios and all these all these teams, and the, again the parody. And this is like going back to Sevilla for one second here. This is like Real mm. best start to a season in years, and Sevilla are right there. They're right there. Um, so like we often, you know. Like, it's easy to overlook Sevilla. And we the headlines yep. are always Real Madrid and Atletico, this is the gap. Real Madrid yep. and Barcelona, this is the gap. But no one ever talks about this that. The There's like yeah. barely a gap between Real Madrid and Sevilla. You know, right? They're, they're, they're right there. Exactly. Um, totally. Do you want to take a couple uh, Patreon questions?
0: Yes. All
1: right. So I don't know if you've seen these. Uh, I feel like you'll you'll have fun answering at least one of these Kimberly Yao, our patron by the way if you want responses to questions and access to bonus content patreon.com slash churros y tacticas Uh, our four children depend to have like if you put rice on the table for them we depend on that so Kimberly says hey Diego it's a question for you do you think like if one day I just wasn't on the podcast anyone would notice they'd be like Oh, was there another Kean. guy with Diego on the I, podcast? I,
0: I think I think the debates have shown that you have the majority of the uh, fans and followers but, on this but podcast. But they just
1: know and... that it's like someone versus Diego. Do they know
0: it's like... <laughs> no. I'm constantly referred to as the other guy. They're like, the <laughs> other guy. Keanu should get rid of the other guy. Fuck the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fanboy. The other guy over there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> totally right. not. Come on, Kimberly
1: man. says, Hey, Diego, where's the best place for a Kool Aid to watch a Barca game while in Madrid?
0: Sorry, what? Repeat that again.
1: Where's the best place for a Kool Aid to uh-huh. watch a Barcelona uh-huh. game in Madrid?
0: The Bernabeu, baby. Go to the Bernabeu. <laughs> Watch a Clásico in the uh, in the Bernabeo. That's 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 a good experience. Of course, it depends on the outcome. I've been fortunate. We won uh, both. We won both. Um, okay, but I think
1: this question is the context. Yes, yes, I understand. She's I understand. In Madrid, and she wants to know. Like,
0: Man, I I not you know. I lived in Madrid for very very happy years, for the best years of my life. You'll never hear me say a bad word about Madrid, La Ciudad, the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the football where I, that I, or the get togethers that say for Cules, the, the best one has to be the Peña. I don't know if it still exists. It has been a long time. It's been eight or nine years now that I moved away. Uh, a lot changes, but Google, you know, Madrid, uh, Barça Peña Madrid, then you know you're rest assured that uh, at least you're watching amongst your own kind, and uh, your screams, and yells at the bars won't necessarily look that uh aggressively or uh in you know a sideways kind of manner. Um, but then there's look at plenty of bar. I, I have to look at I'm sorry, I didn't see these questions, so um, I don't know, man. I you know, I don't know. I can't, I can't give you any names right now. I cannot. Okay. cannot. Well, maybe
1: no. you can think about it also and come back next week. I don't really know the This is a
0: patron. Either. I can answer her uh, on Patreon, right? For oh, sure. I can just message her. For sure. Then I will do that. What's her name? Kimberly. Really, I will send you names of bars. I will Google it, and I will uh, try to refresh the old noggin and uh, the old mine and see you where lived
1: in, uh, you lived in Chambery right? Is that what you told me long time? Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite, yeah. place, favorite part of Madrid. It's super, super beautiful. Oh, it's the best. People it's need the to best. go see that part and just walk around instead of just yeah. putting their nose in soul. I'm kind of, I'm really, I'm, I'm kind of like over the whole downtown core where it's just like all tourists. But yeah, like you, yeah, when you go no, to like places getting, like Chambali, you, you know, I really like Malasaño. So much fun. Is, is the places like
0: Malasaño. One
1: of the areas I ventured up to. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, we have well, a- listen. I
0: mean, like now that you mentioned Chambéry, what, what what comes to mind? I mean, most of the time I would just watch games at home. Uh, you know, rarely. I mean, when I would get together, let's say with a friend to watch a game at the bar, it would just be at a bar like that. We would know it would not necessarily be like a football, like a sports bar. But the best place, I mean, the best times to watch a game. Uh, I won't tell you the best place, but the best times is like summertime. You know, because then the seats come out, and they actually for the latter. Stages of the Champions League draws. And that's when you mentioned Chambéry, that's why I want to bring that up. They have the televisions facing outside of the plazas, let's say. So you can, or of course the Euro Cups or World Cups as well. So uh, the, the plazas, the squares get filled up and we're going to gather around the game. It's not any bar necessarily. You just go to a plaza square and see where you can actually get a seat because they fill up so quickly. But uh, anyway, I'll, I'll get back to our patron and people. And, and... DMs
1: alright well there's one more because I know I hear kids kids are hungry they're like they're like bubba are we gonna get paid? no they're fed Patreon I have mean, missed dinner that's
0: what we do miss dinner for the pod uh,
1: this last question you're not gonna like as much Umar Mahadi our patron says can we consider Vinicius Jr. currently the best player in Europe this season if he continues at this level and wins the Champions League slash league or both would he be a favorite to win one uh, a ballon d'Or that is ps how does ramos versus puyol or pk sound for future debate it sounds horrible it
0: sounds horrible. oh my god um it sounds that like would raise some pulses question Vinicius is Vinicius. yes no doubt if if we need wins everything that uh, that our patron uh, just mentioned you know, give him the golden ball. There's no doubt if he keeps this up.
1: I think Messi would win because he probably sneezed in a Paris coffee shop, and they were like, "Wow!"
0: <laughs> I agree. I just you just changed my mind. Look at that—the power of the baits. <laughs>
1: um, on a serious note, is he the best player in Europe? I don't. I can't put him. I can't give him that label right now because I still think that goes to the Lewandowski, Mbappe. Uh, you know, and then you got you got to bring in the players like the Salah, Salahs who are just having an amazing season. And you got a lot of great players who are having amazing seasons like Bernardo Silva, for example. I'm not saying Vinicius is beneath Bernardo Silva, for example. But I'm just saying, like, he is not, Vinicius Jr., as good as he has been, he's not the de facto best player in Europe this season. If he wins the Champions League in the league, I think we can definitely talk <laughs> about him along with Benzema as, like, you know, Ballon d'Or candidates for sure. Um, You good to end it there? We can
0: yeah, yeah, barely yeah,
1: talk yeah. about Real Madrid, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, well, the only thing you want to get off of your chest, I felt that it was a penalty.
1: Which one? I saw you tweeting uh, Churros and saying that. <laughs> I thought, uh, and I no, bet no, no one expected that to be you. That's <laughs> <what
0: I'm saying. laughs> no, nobody did. I wanted to see. I was like, is this going to make like thousands of retweets and likes? Only got five. Last time I checked, uh, it got five likes. I'm <laughs> disappointed. I was tweeting something to my Madridista brothers and sisters. I get five likes. I think they were probably For me, like... that was a penalty.
1: Okay. Which one was that? Which one were you talking... Because I don't even remember. I barely remember refereeing decisions. The big one that I remember is the um, Casemiro one.
0: But... Benzie. Benzema cuts into the box and gets like sort of two ankle taps almost.
1: Yeah. Basically. Yeah, there were a couple of those. I mean... Um, The biggest one from that was the Casemiro one, which I remember, obviously, because that's the one that everyone's talking about. But um, yeah, look, it probably balanced out in the end, because I think there's a case for Casemiro to have been sent off as well. Um, Of course. Yeah. Do I want to get anything off of my chest for the Cardi's game? Uh, Not really. Nothing that I haven't already said. Uh, Just that, you know, we're decimated. Our right wing is decimated with injuries and For that reason, Hazard Ancelotti before the game said Hazard is going to start not because of the injuries but because he's earned it. Which I, um, the lie detector to me says that that is a lie, and I think that's probably just something that he's probably supposed to say publicly, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I I have no I have no issue with him lying about that, but I'm just saying I just don't buy it. Um, Hazard had a really, really poor first half. He looked a little bit better in the second half because he ventured away from the right wing and started to come over to the left and combine with Vinicius and Hazard and, and Benzema, that is. Um, Cadiz played an extremely low block, played ultra-defensive, and Real Madrid, it was kind of similar to the Sheriff game where it was like, if you replay that you know, 100 times, you win that 99 times probably. Um, you know, The XG was almost 3, I think, uh, ESPN actually had it over 3. Sat had it at 2.8. And, you know, it's just one of those games that you reflect on at the end of the season and, like, hopefully it doesn't doesn't make the difference between winning the title and not winning the title. And this was almost like we all joked about it. This is the game we're going to finally drop points as Cadiz. Not, not Atletico, not Athletic, not Sevilla. Not Inter, it's this one. And it, and it happened. So credit to Cadiz. There was that whole thing where uh Cervera apologized to Carlo after the game for playing that way. And I'm like, dude, you have nothing to apologize for. Your caddies, whatever works, works. You got two points. Good for it. good for you. Um I see you squinting, so I you probably don't know the context. The context is that Cervera, no, I get it. Yeah, Severa was like, um, look, I you know I, I told Angelique like sorry, like we have to play this way. <laughs> um so it just yeah. Oh, one more thing. I asked... No, like, I, I
0: was agreeing. I was squinting because I was agreeing with you. I was oh, going, yeah, of course. They got to get the points. to they...
1: It's because you froze on the squint. So it was just like... It was uh, just a 10-second squint for me. What I saw. Um, oh.
0: Yeah, there was one more is thing. Is it doing the freezing thing again? I'm sorry, guys. God damn. I don't
1: know if it was doing it all feed, but it's... Uh, I, I just looked up and it did that. Yeah. Um, yeah, quickly, one more thing. We'll end with this, I think. What? Just to clarify something, because I actually asked Cervera after the game about...
0: Hey, yeah, you got a question now. Sorry, go.
1: What he did in the first half to kind of limit the impact of Gnosis and Hazard.
0: Yeah, And And Hazard. I saw that tweet.
1: One of the small details that he kind of said in passing in that was we didn't plan anything specifically for Hazard. And I think a yeah. lot of people like saw that part of it and like I are, saw like, that part laughing their ass off. And I don't think yeah. it was meant to be like a highlight of the quote. It was something like more like you know we we had a game plan for Vinny. If we, we we're going to force him out wide, we don't let him cut inside. Let him go out wide as much as he wants and cross it, but we do not let him cut inside and shoot it. Uh, and Hazard, we didn't plan anything. And I think he, I don't think he meant to let to be as a dig because I think a lot of people interpret it as like man. Cadiz's his manager, is, is 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 taking digs at Hazard. He's laughing at us. He has no respect for Hazard. It wasn't. I don't think it was meant to be like that. It was more like in the passing of the quote. He also said, "You know, we didn't really plan for Hazard that way." And I think that's. It's more of just like, well, we weren't sure if he was going to play. That's one. Uh, and also, he can't really cut in and do damage from the right side anyway. So I just wanted to I feel like that was just something that I wanted to a
0: coach say. would never ever unless it's something personal. a coach would never humiliate a player in that way, so mm-hmm. that's that's uh, up to the people the fans to interpret it, and right. it's free to interpretation, especially if you just read it or it's translated and you don't you know yeah. um but but uh, he would have, why is it in his interest to humiliate a player like Hazard like that it uh, uh, they'll be way too humble. And and respectful to ever do that, so you know, yeah. I don't, but it did read like that. I have to, when it I read does, the tweet, it stood yeah. out, it stood out, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: again. Like, that is what he said, it was the literal quote. It's just that the way he verbalized it was more of like he kind of just said, Oh, yeah, and how's that we didn't plan for anything really, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah, you know what I mean, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, so
1: yeah. Um, well, listen. Next show we have two massive games to talk about, massive, massive, massive games, and uh, we, I don't know. So, do you want to tell us how you feel before the Serbia game? Are you allowed to say anything?
0: See, I, I'm. Uh, I feel optimistic, and um, <clears throat> also very aware that you know a draw would be a good result. Good, a good play from the youngsters and having some of the vets understand what Xavi wants from them will be seen as an encouragement. Uh, three points would be Happy New Year, uh, you know, set off the fireworks because I don't think anybody expects that necessarily, to walk away from Sanchez Pichuas with three points. So we are a great team right now. Um, you know, and better than us, better position than us. So, uh, But you know, I'm feeling optimistic. I'm hoping some that we can uh, make it interesting.
1: Okay, well, good luck. We got Real Madrid at San Mames on Wednesday. We got Barca at Pijuan on Tuesday, and we got a banger of a show on Friday, exclusively over on Patreon.com/slashChurosYTacticas. So we look forward to seeing you there on the inside, Diego. Thank you, my man. It's fun, and we'll uh, we'll chat then. Peace.
0: Always. Peace out.